The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. From Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host. Thank you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you have joined us. And thank you so much for posting on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page. And thanks for sending me emails and letting me know um, how you're doing and what's happening in your life and your recovery and spirituality journey. And thank you so much for letting me know how much Spirit of Recovery means to you. It's great to hear that. And I want to thank you also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community know about us here on Spirit of Recovery and uh, the great guests that we bring and the wonderful topics that we have here. I am delighted to be broadcasting here on the topic of spirituality and recovery on UnityOnlineRadio.org. And um, every week we do have topics that are important to the recovery community. We have guests who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable and innovative, and they're People who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people or sometimes all of those characteristics apply to the guests. And they're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking and broaden the concept of recovery and deepen it for you. I know that you're aware you can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can certainly listen um, via your computer uh, live. You can listen through your smartphone. You can listen um, also on demand. We've got lots of archives. You can go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone that has the disease of addiction, whether or not you or they are in a recovery process and uh, maybe you're just looking for information, you're just curious about the process of recovery, you are welcome here um, as a listener and as a participant on Spirit of Recovery with a comment or a question for our guests. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I am a unity minister and an addictions counselor. Also, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And many years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And my walk is an integration of the unity principles and recovery principles. And that keeps richly transforming my life. It keeps me growing and ever deeper and broader ways. And so I am grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing on your spirituality and recovery walk. Today, our topic is creativity is our birthright. We're going to be exploring the idea that creativity is the essence of every person, that it is our spiritual birthright. And that sometimes that we can have negative messages or a lack of acknowledgement of our creative voice or fears, and they can block the flow of our creative gifts. Today, my guests are Faith and Dennis, and they are members of Arts Anonymous. And this is a 12-step program 
for people who are working to recover that creative voice. And they are going to be sharing with us today how the Arts Anonymous program works, how they've been benefited by it, and how it can really be a part of any type of recovery. That, you know, recovery is about recovering our lives and expanding those lives. And certainly, Arts Anonymous does that. So I want to welcome my guests, Faith and Dennis, to Spirit of Recovery. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being with us. So um, I had never heard of Arts Anonymous, and uh, thank you, Faith. Faith sent me an email here at Spirit of Recovery and uh, inquired if I would be willing to list uh, their website, which is www.artsanonymous.org, on my um ministry page and I said of course and then I went and got interested and wow I'm amazed so tell us a little bit of it's wonderful tell us about how Arts Anonymous works Um, I guess Uh, I'll start out go ahead okay thank you Faith I discovered Arts Anonymous about it must be five years ago, maybe six, just by a random uh, discovery on internet searching. And I thought, just like you said, Anna, that, wow, that sounds interesting. So I looked at it, uh, read the information on the website, and decided, oh, I'm going to try this. Now, I'm a photographer and was experiencing uh, difficulty getting my work out, just dealing with lots of fear. Had no problems creating the work, but getting it out in public was uh, a very frightening thing for me. So I looked at the website, and they had some telephone meetings, which I did for a couple of months. And for some reason, I got away from it for a couple of years, and then I thought, well, I'd like to go back to that. And I thought, no, I want to do a face-to-face meeting. And so I contacted some people, and we started a local face-to-face meeting group in our area. And uh, how does it work? Uh, In a sense, it's no different than any other 12-step group or program, but we tend to have a focus about a particular issue that we face as artists, and that is overcoming fears of creating, overcoming fears of moving to the next level of creativity, overcoming fears of, for me, getting the work out there. So um, I'll stop at that and let Faith share. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Dennis. Um, I think that, for me, a lot of the work within uh, the Arts Anonymous program is about, well, two parts, um, about vulnerability and about um, accepting and really embracing the role of my higher power in the creation of my work. Um, I, uh, I'm a writer, and I had had um, what felt like to me a big defeat with my writing. Um, and so I, um, I was really struggling, and and had encountered Arts Anonymous also online, and came to it and discovered that it it provided a setting where I could, first of all, um, be vulnerable, but especially be vulnerable artistically, but also safely. Because one of the things that we have once a month in our group is an art share, where artists can bring in their work, not for criticism, but for the experience of sharing our artwork and having those, you know, the feelings that come up, receiving the support. Um, And another thing in the program that we say is art isn't finished until it's shared. And so it gives us an opportunity to complete the artistic cycle in a supportive environment. And then for me, the other piece is the higher power piece. You know, I found that when I was trying to control my creativity, when I was trying to manage my own writing career, I was not nearly as successful as when the program sort of helped me to let go into this idea of allowing my creativity to flow through me 
and letting my career unfold in my higher powers time, in my higher powers way. And and I think that for me it has it has opened a world for me as a writer, as a as a human being and and so I would say that those tools, the vulnerability and the higher power piece in relation to art are the for me the crux of how the program works. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. And uh, both of you sound like that you do, um, that you're professional artists or this is, uh, this is how you are participate professionally in life. Is, is um, art synonymous for people only that are professional artists or other people that may not be making their living that way or, or not? How does that work? Well, it's for anyone who uh, has a desire to increase their creativity. Uh, for a while, we had a a member who was a computer repair person, and he kept wondering if he should be there. And he finally decided that yes, it's okay for him to be there because what he does is very creative. He has a lot of creative problem solving in his business. Uh, creative interactions with people. So it's it's for any level, for any person who has the desire to increase their creativity. Uh, Faith and I do happen to be professional artists, but uh, we're in the minority. Mm-hmm. So it's almost when you're talking there about that member, it sounds like a, a in some sense a a, a different definition of creativity than sometimes we find out in the world. Sometimes we, it's almost like in the world we define creativity in a box. Oh, they're creative people and then they're the rest of them. How do you see creativity in Arts Anonymous? Well, I think that um, there's, if, you, if you visit the website, I believe this is still up there. There's sort of a banner at the top where it lists all the kinds of people who might be members of Arts Anonymous. And it lists, it lists writers and it lists photographers, but it also lists uh, cake makers and engineers and, and gardeners. And, and I, think that, I think that probably most folks in the program, well, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I, I think that for me, um, that, that that any form of creativity um, is 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 something that that is that can become the subject of, of a practice with our higher power, and that although culturally we may think art, we may think painting, or we may think sculpture, um, creativity is can can enact itself in so many ways in our lives. Um, how we arrange the furniture in our living rooms for people who are parents. I know a lot of folks now are talking about about creativity and parenting. And so I think that that what's the most important thing about creativity in arts is simply the idea that its origin is comes from a place that's larger than we are and that it enriches our own lives first and the world second. And and one of the things that, that it says in our literature is the world hungers for this beauty as it does for food. And and I really believe that, that any time that we we move creatively through our lives, we allow the spirit of our higher power and our in the form of creativity to move through us, we're beautifying the world. Mm-hmm. That's a really powerful understanding of it and, and and certainly, Faith, you, you said that uh, just a moment ago, too, in, in what you were sharing about yourself. But is that real uh, ex- understanding of creativity as from the higher power is really from a larger source? That changes everything, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. 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 It changed everything for me. That's Would you be willing to share with us, Faith, some ways that uh, – that it has made a difference. Um, you, you talked a bit ago about how you have let go more and let your higher power guide this, your process and so forth. What's different now in, in terms of your outcome and your writing than, than before? Sure, sure. Um, I think that part of the, part of the issue um, when I did a batch of writing before I began my program, was that there was a certain amount of pressure um, I felt 
to to publish and to earn money because I wasn't trusting um, that I would be okay. And so it, it it affected my writing that those fears. In fact, it doesn't have to be money. It can be any sort of fear. But the fears were affecting my writing in a way that I was not able to allow the words to arise and, and pass through me onto the page. And and so um, it's interesting. Um, I had found Arts Anonymous online, um, and and just shortly after that, my husband sort of states this this very gentle, very loving intervention um, because I wasn't I wasn't creating, I wasn't I wasn't producing, and and he was concerned, and it it really brought up to me that that I was stuck, that I was creatively stuck. And so I thought back to having seen Arts Anonymous online, and, and that's when I made a commitment. I went to a phone meeting first. Um, I made a commitment to my artistic recovery, and the very next day things began to change for me professionally, but more importantly, creatively. I became very open to the possibility that I didn't have to control my writing that my writing could actually maybe, in a way, take care of itself, um, that if I trusted what was flowing through me, that if I allowed it, that it would find its audience and that my higher power would take care of that. So I think that in a, in a, in a significant way, what it, what it does is it takes the pressure off in terms of the outcome and allows me to do what I do best, which is to create, which is to put words on the page and really savor. This is, you know, an important piece too. It's, it's allowed me to enjoy my process of writing again rather than agonizing over each word and fearing what will happen when I finish it and it's time to go onward for publication. It's, it has it is taken away, while I'm working, it has taken away the weight of the outside world and allowed me to to move into that sacred space, me and my higher power, and really just embrace the beauty of that communication, that communion. Mm-hmm. So it so it sounds like both you're enjoying the process more, and I would imagine, I'm guessing, you can tell me if this isn't correct, that when when you when the work is completed, that people probably really resonate with it because it came from that place. Is that right on target? Uh, absolutely. Um, well, uh, something that Faith said triggered a thought. Uh, we have a list of traits of, uh, of artists that are blocked. And the number one trait, and this really just still floors me today when I read it, it says, we grew up in, a, in an atmosphere of an emotional invalidation. And that goes very, very deep. And I'm just speaking for myself. Um, I was not uh, fortunate enough to have been encouraged to use my own voice. Um, and so that has stayed with me for a good share of my life. And just getting comfortable with one's voice. And, and we can even talk about creativity in terms of how we speak every day, just to our friends and, and neighbors. We can just even keep it at that level. That can be a creative outlet. Um, but if I'm not comfortable with my voice, I know a lot, of, a lot of my life I just kept quiet. I was mute. Mm-hmm. So that has carried over. Now, as a photographer, I can say things visually, and I don't have to use my mouth to pronounce syllables and vowels, but uh, there's still that discomfort on occasion that, that comes in there because of this past of emotional invalidation. So it's really learning how to take joy in one's own voice. That's wonderful. Hang on, hang on to that. We're going to come back to that. It's time for our break, but we're going to return to that idea of, of voice and the joy in that. Listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. 
For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week. And start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. Our topic is creativity, our birthright. My guests, Faith and Dennis, they're members of the 12-step program Arts Anonymous, and uh, that website is www.artsanonymous.org, and they're talking with us today about um, living these 12 steps and practicing a 12-step program in relation to being a creative person, to being an artist, and to letting that creativity flow and uh, allowing that to be a part of one's relationship with a higher power and a Fellowship of other people that are also living these programs, uh, the 12 steps in regard to their art. Before I get back to my conversation with Faith and Dennis, I invite you to join me in the Serenity Minute, which is a moment of meditation, a time to relax, a time to let go, to share a constructive idea, and to take just a moment in the quiet. So I invite you to relax, to take a breath and feel that breath as it moves all the way through your being. Share with me this construct idea. I trust my higher power to support me in expressing my unique creative voice. I trust my higher power to support me in expressing my unique creative voice. And now we take a moment in the quiet. for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that that was an opportunity for you to relax, to be still, and feel that presence of your higher power. And now I'm back to my conversation with my guests, Faith and Dennis. So, Faith, uh, before the break, we were talking, Dennis, about the concept of finding one's creative voice. And um, you were telling us that there was uh, characteristics of stuck artists and, and uh, aspects perhaps of emotional healing or uh, such that people need to work through to express their art. Could you share with us some more about the characteristics of, the, um, this, of a stuck artist? Go ahead, Faith. Oh, okay. Um, 
Well, I think that in my experience, when I am stuck, um, you know, if I could um, begin with a, a quote by Kafka, um, and I'm going to probably be paraphrasing, not getting it exactly right. He said, a non-writing writer is a monster courting insanity. And I think... <laughs> It's a little dark, but you know there's a, there's a beauty to that because it's so true. Um, for myself, when I am when I am blocked, um, I am irritable and I am no fun to be around. And the light has gone out of my life. I tend to get depressed, um, and I am and I also am not able to be the supporting, loving person that I like to be with other people in my life. Um, when I am blocked. Uh, one of the things we describe in arts is the avoidance syndrome, where we avoid going to the page or the canvas or the garden uh, because we have fears about what will happen when we get there, um, you know, that we will be judged or that from, because of our experiences in the past, we've been emotionally invalidated, that, that, that what our expression will, will end up being painful rather than, rather than enjoyable. Um, you know, I was just listening to Brene Brown's Power of Vulnerability, and she was talking about the high percentage of people who had experiences as children in school that left them feeling permanently different about their creativity because of early experiences with criticism or emotional invalidation. And so this isn't just about artists. This is something that runs through our entire culture. And so the... Um, these discomforts, these fears about facing our creativity, about facing this beautiful thing that's inside of us that wants to be expressed. And when we stuff it down, you know, another, another great thing Brene Brown said is creativity unexpressed becomes malignant. It's a powerful word, but I think it's true. I think it becomes, at least for me, it became a sickness in my life, and my depression became a true depression, a clinical style depression. Um, and, and so I also know that for me, um, you know, I, I tend to, uh, <laughs> one of the things that I do as a, a blocked writer is I tend to read about writing instead of writing. Now, it is important for writers to read, but for me it's important to read in my genre not to read about how to write. <laughs> I, you know, I feel that between me and my higher power, we've got the how to write down. If we would just, if I would just sit down and do it, if I would open myself to that communication with my higher power. So I know I'm in trouble when I start reading about writing. Um, but I think everybody experience, experiences their blocks differently, and so part of the process of art is also learning about how our blocks manifest. Uh huh. So. So that's part of it is the individual needs to think about where they're uh, to, to release that. I would say I would say that that a lot of it is universal, and that's why arts works. But that there will mm -hmm. always be a piece that's individual, and and that's part of the exploration. Like like in, in any twelve step program, there's that that quiet exploration that's done between, with us, between us and our higher power. I'll ask you this, and again, I'm with Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to say something about what I said at the beginning of the program. I said there wasn't much difference uh, between this and other programs. I wanted to modify that somewhat. What I meant was that the steps are the same, but our discussion is vastly different. And that's the beauty of it. We can comfortably go to an Arts Anonymous meeting and talk about anything that we feel pertains to our recovery of our voice. And that isn't always uh, appropriate in a different 12-step uh, meeting. You know, occasionally it is, but the general focus of attention in other meetings is about whatever issue they're dealing with. So. Um, it's a very wonderful bonding experience to hear other artists talk about the same thing that is bothering me or that has been a factor in my life. And I think that's the beauty of the, uh, of the power of the recovery because uh, you don't feel alone. Right. And let me ask you, I, ever, uh, I wouldn't ask you which, which one, did you both have... Familiar with working the 
tips uh, be of art synonymous or were the 12 steps completely new to you? They were not new Before to me. me. No, I... Okay, so Sorry, you were you already aware of this. Mm-hmm. What about you, Faith? Um, I actually, Arts Anonymous was my first meaningful participation with a 12-step fellowship. And since then, I've also, because of the, the sort of stuff that's awakened in me, um, as I've participated in arts, I've subsequently joined another fellowship. So I, I think, um, um, I was, go ahead, Dennis. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, I participated in uh, two other 12-step groups. And first of all, one was Alcoholics Anonymous. It's interesting in our uh, traits, in the traits of our uh, of an avoidant artist. One of them is, and I don't have it verbatim. I don't have it in front of me. It talks about we engaged in other addictions to avoid using our voice, to avoid uh, accessing our creativity. So that was an interesting twist for me, having been recovering from alcoholism. Um, And I saw that as, that was eye-opening for me, and it was a good way for me to move on. Right. When you're talking about this, what I see is is certainly what I see in, in lots of places now in the whole recovery community, is that recovery of our whole self and really living our lives, not just recovering but expanding and living our lives, means that we need to tap into a lot of different areas in ourselves wherever it is that we're blocked and, you know, whatever it is that uh, that we might be addicted to or behaviors or substances or whatever. So it's really about being a whole person, I think. Um, how do you all see that? Well, this is Chase. Um, I, you can tell I'm used to meetings. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. I, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, for me, um, uh, when I, when I, um, one of the other fellowships that I participate in, it, it speaks that the goal is balance. And I think that arts speaks about balance a lot too, um, that, that, in order to be artistically whole, we need to be balanced in all the areas of our lives. Um, in order to be artistic and creative, um, I need to not be actively involved in um, in the behaviors of some sort of addiction. Um, it's it's you know to, to to all of the all of the obstacles that stand between us and our higher power. All of those things need to be need to be addressed to be truly balanced. And I I need to be balanced in my family life. I need to be balanced in my financial life. I need to be balanced and have play and rest and and nutritious food and all of the things that a, that a well-rounded healthy person um, needs to have. An artist needs all of those things too. Um, and yes, there are certain areas of attention. That you know that I, as as a writer, as an artist, that I I pay more careful attention to, but I think that 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 those are the areas that are that the program has has so beautifully, um, you know, over over the years that there has been Arts Anonymous, they've really done an excellent job at finding the places where the stuck points are. And so when I when I find that I am out of balance in something and that the obvious answers aren't working, there often is an answer in the fellowship and the literature. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. Speaking of that, um, maybe, Dennis, you could tell us about the faith. You may also have something about one of your powerful tools that I read about on your website is Five Eyes. What's that and how does it work? Um, I'll start out on that. Okay. Five Alive means that we make a commitment to at least do our art for five minutes a day. And the idea is that anybody can do anything for five minutes a day. And we can't fly, but we can do our art for five <laughs> minutes a day. You know, but, uh, and then the idea often is that it gets, beyond five minutes or goes beyond five minutes and then suddenly we realize we're in the joy of doing it just because it's pleasurable and 
it's a way to overcome that inertia, that avoidance, and it, it's a really it's a commitment to do that. And even five minutes some days is very difficult, but the fact that one makes a commitment to do it helps, and you do it. Uh, you make the commitment basically in front of the other members. Um, I'm always amazed how, you know, maybe it's just five minutes of organizing a group of photographs, uh, putting them from one box into another, but it's something to do with my art form. Or it's uh, organizing the desk space so I can work, um, cleaning a camera, make, making just doing something to get your mind into the realm of what this, to remind me that, yes, I enjoy this, and it's okay for me to do this. Sometimes it's just as simple as this, because I grew up with this idea of emotional invalidation, some days, which is really shame, some days it's just not okay. And I don't like that when that happens, and I've made a lot of progress on that, but it occasionally still occurs. So, um, it's progress, not perfection. Right. That's right. That's right. Did, did, did Five Alive work for you or so works for um, you? know, for me, it was, it was definitely a lifeline. Um, one of the things I say is five minutes a day keeps me and my art alive. <laughs> um, I, am, I am definitely someone who, who needs to... Um, needs to work every day at, at, at my writing um, for the sake of my sanity. And so when I came to the program and began doing Five Alive, uh, just, you know, a lot of things began to loosen in me. And and I, it's it's just amazing to me about how well the program works. It, it almost doesn't even make sense how well this Five Alive and all the sort of other interesting tools of the program work, because because it just seems like they are they are more effective than the sum of their parts. You know, five minutes does not seem like much, but I've spoken to other artists who say it is. It takes all their courage to to come to the canvas or wherever for five minutes, just to just to approach it, just to stand there and look at at a canvas or a lump of clay for five minutes is huge. And so when we, for those who are so wounded, you know, when I came, it was so very wounded, um, this tiny increment of time had just a magical power. Um, you know, I, I had to come to it gently. I had to come to it lovingly. I had to, I had to be really gentle with myself. But, yeah, absolutely, as a tool, I don't know. It, it, nothing in the beginning, nothing compared. It was absolutely what I needed. Mm-hmm. That's great. And it sounds like, too, what I, what I keep hearing a thread through both uh, Dennis and Faith, what you're sharing, is the support uh, and the gentleness of the group, the non-judgmentalness. How is that a part of, of the reverie? I'm sorry, I missed the question, the last part. The gentleness and the support of the group when you go to meetings or maybe contact between meetings. How is that an important part of the recovery? Oh, it's it's really helpful. I mean, it's really that's what makes it. I mean, we have a no crosstalk rule in our meetings, mm-hmm. and that provides a, a level of safety so that you know somebody can't you know nudge somebody and say, oh, who does this person think they are? Or, you know, these types of subtle judgments, even more subtle than that sometimes, that we do. And we just learn to practice listening, just like any good 12-step meeting. But particularly the no crosstalk rule is such a good thing. And, of course, like any other 12-step group, we use the telephone and we have sponsors and sponsees. Um, Thanks for that, Dennis. Hold on, we'll be we'll be right back. It's time for our break. And back with my faith in Dennis activity.
take spirituality into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth-seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I'm very glad that you're listening. If you're just joining us, our topic today is Creativity is Our Birthright. We're talking about the 12-step program, Arts Anonymous, and you can go on that website. It's artsanonymous.org, and uh, learn all about that program. And I've got with me today some Arts Anonymous members, Faith and Dennis, and they're sharing some uh, really interesting uh, thoughts with us today and experiences about how this program works in their lives and how it works so, Dennis, uh, tell us a little bit about how Arts Anonymous got started um, and uh, how did it get going? Okay, I'll, I'll do what I can from memory. I don't know all of the details, but it started in the 80s, uh, started by Abigail B. from Manhattan, and that was the first meeting there for quite some time, and it has expanded to most of the states in the in the USA and several foreign countries. I don't know the total number of meetings available, but they are all listed on the website. Um, and great, go ahead. What they have done, what they did, is took literature from other twelve-step programs, including the Twelve Steps, which was adapted from Alcoholics Anonymous and adapted the language to fit persons recovering from artist block. And I'm sure that that was quite a task, but I think they've done a wonderful job. The uh, literature that, and there's a lot of it available free online if you just go to the website. I'm just amazed at the way they have adapted the literature to cover little idiosyncrasies that artists might have. For example, the first step, uh, you know, we all know that in AA it says we're powerless over alcohol, but here we say, we admitted we were powerless over our creativity, that our lives had become unmanageable. Now that's, that's a, quite a pill to swallow when you first hear it. Think, what do you mean? No, I'm in charge of my creativity. I put the uh, I push the button on the camera. I uh, I decide what colors it should be when I make a print. Uh, well, that's true, but really, where does that inspiration come from? And once 
for myself, once I realize that I'm powerless over all that, that it's coming through me, it's freedom. And, uh, you know, sometimes I forget that and I get off that. I get away from the acceptance of my powerlessness. But I, I most of the time I can come back to it fairly quickly and then I'm in a good spot again. And what has happened for you, Dennis, uh, I, by doing that? I mean, because it, for some people, like I said, it may strike terror in a person's heart to, to say I'm powerless over my creativity because you might think, oh, it's all going to go away. But I know that's not what's happened, has it? How, ha- how has your life changed in your ability to get your f- photographs out uh, into the public? Well, for me, um, I'm thinking just like, say, three years ago. I was deathly afraid and actually paralyzed in fear of showing my pictures to anybody other than close friends. And, of course, say I love them. They're my friends or family. But uh, the idea of taking it to a gallery or entering a contest, I just couldn't get there. They were just a bunch of pictures in boxes under my bed or in the closet. And today, it's, it's vastly different. I'm, I'm entering contests and uh, presenting my work to um, very credible sources uh, that three years ago I did not even imagine existed even. I didn't know these venues even existed. So uh, I'm not saying I don't have fears today. Uh, they still come forward and try to stop me, but uh, because I got the support of the group and the program and have some experience with this, it's, it's just so much easier. It's, it's the way I wanted it to be for so long. So it's such a relief. And some days it's overwhelming, you know, I just really have tears of joy because it's happening and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. What are some other ways that you kind of work the steps in a unique way in Arts Anonymous that, that might be a bit different than, than in another 12-step program? Um, I think there is an, an interesting uh, piece in, in one, of our, um, one of our workbooks. Uh, it talks about, let me think whether it's the third or the fourth step. It's when we're taking our inventory and and it specifies that it's it's not just about um, about working through the things that we ourselves have done but also working through the things that that in fact they, they call it they call it crimes in the in one of the workbooks they, they just, it's described as as the crimes that were committed against us and um, it's it's not about uh, feeling like a victim or any of that kind of stuff, but by the same token, in arts, we acknowledge how important it is to to respect the sacred wound. Um, and so part of our inventory is, is looking closely at our artistic wounds um, and, and really giving ourselves space to experience the feelings that we didn't have a chance to experience the first time around or giving ourselves space to grieve the creative losses. There's a lot of that. So I think how we do our inventory is a little bit different than, than many but not all 12-step groups. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting term, the sacred wound. How is it that wounds can be sacred? I believe they certainly can be. Could you tell us what you mean by that, Faith? Well, I think that one of the neatest um, sort of images that I know of is that that the depths of our sorrow create the grooves through which our joys can flow. Um, I think that I think that there's that idea, and then I also think that it is through my wounds as a as a healing person that I have come to my higher power. I've come to enjoy this amazing connection between me and this sacred infinite creative source is one of the ways that we describe it in arts as an infinite creative source. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, it's through my wounds that I became uh, able to see that I had a need for that. And, and so, although, you know, maybe not every day I'm grateful for my wounds, <laughs> many days I'm grateful for the path that brought me here, which includes my wounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I, I, go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, for me, my experience was uh, early in my life just getting boatloads of shame heaped upon me. And my, my opinion and my view of shame is that shame is designed to hurt. It's designed to wound. It's designed to keep somebody in place. And what I've learned through the program and particularly doing step four as we do it is that, yeah, I didn't do that to myself. Now, granted, I have done things in my life that I'm not proud of, and I need to take responsibility for that. But I also need to acknowledge that I was hurt, and not as a blame thing, but just the fact that this happened to me, and it hurt. It hurt mm-hmm. deeply, mm-hmm. and it, it affected me. And so I, I need to acknowledge that so that I can process it, if you will, and just ask for the the willingness to let my higher power heal me and move on. Right. Yeah, it's like letting letting ourselves know what might be maybe is buried even at the cellular level or buried in our in our thoughts or our minds or is that kind of what you're talking about? Uh yes. Uh and that's going back to step one, if if I admit that I'm powerless over my creativity and I believe that that my higher power is benevolent and all loving, then anything that flows through me with that comes through me creatively is okay. Mm-hmm. And and my what, what I'm working on right now is moving to a new level of I don't know if it's particularly subject matter, but a new way of picturing things, if you will, that is okay. I mean, getting comfortable with the fact that it's okay. I just want to move to the next level. And so it's really like starting over. And so when I go into the, the into a, a zone that's not as comfortable, uh, then these, these shame things start kicking up, and I go back to this, feeling invalid. but So I have to start over and, and do the steps again and remind mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. that it's okay. Right. So it's almost like a kind of layers in a way or finding your finding yep. new depths of self. Yes. Mm-hmm. Layers. And the surprising thing is that, well, gee, I thought I dealt with that. Well, sure I did, but yes, at that level, I at that layer I dealt with it. And, okay, so this is a new layer. Right. And it happens not just in not just in creativity. It happens in relationships. It happens all the time in any aspect. But in our program, we talk about this very practical process of creating things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a what an amazing program! Like it, again, it ties together. Uh, the sense of wholeness and self and spirituality with uh, re- releasing whatever addictions we might have to, to really let forth a, a creative process. It's an amazing, what an amazing program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people that are listening are interested in this, if they go to the website artsanonymous.org, then Yes, you said they can find listings of meetings, and if there's not a meeting in their geographic area, their phone meetings, is that on the website as well? Um, I haven't done the phone meetings for a while, but um, if they are interested in phone meetings, there's probably an email. I'm looking at it right now. There's uh-huh. probably an email where they could send a request and get information about phone meetings. And if anybody's okay. interested in starting a face-to-face meeting, I'd be glad to uh, help them from a distance by telephone. Um, okay. And okay. And you can what find, I'd... Uh, 
is there a phone number on the website or they can email me here at yes they'll find uh, a phone number okay so on the arts anonymous website there'd be a phone number actually there is there is literature online that says uh, as a pamphlet on starting a face-to-face meeting Okay, perfect. That's great. And again, if, if they want to be in contact with you, if, if they can't find it through the website, they can email me here at um, Spirit of Recovery, and I can put them in contact with you. That would be great. Or they can go on the Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery Facebook page, and let me know, and I can, I can put them in contact with you. Okay. I want to thank um, you both for being here. Our time is up. Uh, do you have any quick parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us before we end here? Joe, no pressure. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just want to thank you, Anna, because I just, I, I, I really uh, love and appreciate your show and, and all of the blessings um, that it has brought into my life. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, again, thank you. Go ahead. Thank you so much for uh, having us on. And I guess the the words I would leave is uh, five alive. All right. It sounds (laughs) great. I want to thank you again, my guests, Faith and Dennis from the program Arts Anonymous. Thank you for being with us and thank you for doing this work and uh, for this for being part of this incredible 12-step program. Blessings to all of my listeners here on Spirit of Recovery and have a wonderful week and we'll be back next week with Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.